This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Emmy Harris. Hello. Hi. 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 Um, it was like, what a start. It's always, it's always like a zoom straight into it. Um, so, Emmy, for the yeah. wonderful people of the ears who don't know anything about you, mm. tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, gosh. So many sides. Um I'm Emmy <laughs> uh, from England, been here for six years in Australia. I work as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, for half of my week, I've actually added different types of work in around that. Um, I love music. <laughs> we just talked about that. Yep. Um, and I've, yeah, I made some really big changes with my life the past couple of years, including the photography, um, all to do with health-related stuff. Yeah. So... I've kind of got really passionate about health as well. Um, so a photographer who also loves music, who's got this new, <laughs> newfound passion for like health and living life slightly differently. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so you, you were an all-rounder of just being like... Let's just call me an all-rounder. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. So it was before the pandemic less health concerned? No. Oh, gosh. The pandemic has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> SARS pandemic. Um, it's just there. It's existing. You happened, but you didn't change my life dramatically. <laughs> that's good <laughs> that would be drastically different if it had right, um yeah yeah so that so where did this whole creative endeavor start out for you because where whereabouts in uh, the uk were you born um i was born in derby which oh, is okay. in the middle of the country i do know where oh my gosh i've never been to derby but i do know where it is i mean there's no reason to go <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darby. I I tell people that all the time. Darby's right in the middle. Uh, there's there's really nothing there except for you know people who lives there live live there. Yeah. And um, really average kind of work. So I left when I was eighteen because wow. I just didn't want to do average work. You did, you didn't want to be one of those average punters. Just it's like I have other things to do with my life. Because what's the population <laughs> density of Darby? It's, oh, I I honestly couldn't tell you. It's quite small. Oh. It's not, no, it's not that small. Derby's a city. So doesn't always look. You, you, <laughs> you know, you compare it to other places, and people almost forget it exists. So it doesn't. That's because not much happens. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not as big as Sydney. I imagine it's not like no, um, definitely not. Yeah. Um, I think it was like semi cool when I lived there when I was mm. younger, and then they knocked loads of places down, and like uh, all the really cool historical places. Oh no, they're they're empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It's really not very fun. Um, I will be visiting later this year, but it's more for the people as opposed to the place. Yeah. yeah. Do your family still live there? Uh, my dad lives there. Oh. Uh, yeah. And my mom and brother live in Devon. Oh, lovely. Do you know Devon? I do. Devon is actually nice. Yes. I have nothing bad to say. <laughs> I mean, it's the fact that your dad stayed in Derby. I'm questioning. Um, it's... <laughs> It's home. I know. <laughs> it's it's funny because I've been to the UK now twice and been in and around of it. Um, mm. And, yeah, there's there's some odd little nooks and crannies about. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't that an understatement? <laughs> <laughs> and it's always quite funny because you'll meet, I, I don't know what it is about certain English people, but there's some of them <laughs> love England and, mm. like, the UK culture and then others do not. They just go, nah. That might be me. Yeah. I've worked really hard to stay in Australia. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, what, 
What do you dislike about the UK? What do you... Okay. Because I'm going to frame it up to what I dislike about Australia. Okay, <laughs> obviously, there's a lot that I like about it, but there's yeah. a reason I don't want to live there anymore. Um, let's say the weather is my my big thing. Yeah. I don't like being cold. Yeah. don't like being wet. Um, and the cloudiness makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's consistently those three things most days. And then the other thing is that it just feels overcrowded. I mean, yeah. it is. There's, there's so many people that live there. It's a very small country for the amount of people that are there. Um, you kind of just feel like you're on top of each other. Yeah. Um, and I love that Australia, like there's space, even though we're in Sydney and it's the most populated like part of the country. Yeah. There's still a ton of space. Yeah. Like there's a lot less stress of people everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there is. It's kind of like I've lived here mm. for like 30 years and I think there's something a little bit I'm like, ugh, at Sydney. Oh, no, I'm there too. I'm already ugh, at Sydney. In fact, I've been ugh, at Sydney three times and I've, <laughs> I've left and I come back for really random reasons. Um, I, and I you, plan you, on leaving again. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the interesting thing is I've followed you on social media for a while and um, a collective, <laughs> collective look. <laughs> it's, it always kind of like I think the thing I always say to people and I always say to guests is so easy to follow people now because of Instagram and, and like Facebook and you know whether you have a profile or, or not it's very easy to sort of track what people are doing so true. and the thing about you is I've always taken it's like you've never settled for one place you've always kind no. of moved I've moved around and it's you know I so like crave to settle somewhere I just haven't found that place and I'm yeah. not willing to settle for something that doesn't feel right yes yeah um, I think that describes my entire life, not just di- the geography of my life. That's good, though. <laughs> Did yeah. I mean, it's good not to settle. Um, mm. I, I, I mean, like, it's good to settle and it's good not to settle. I think it just depends what you're settling for. Yes. Um, yeah. I guess um, I try and go with my gut instinct and what feels right. Yeah. I always give things a really good go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... If something just consistently doesn't feel right and you feel like you're going against something the whole time, then I'm like, okay, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because that's like that's very like direction driven and you're just like, no, no, that goes there. Because I'm like I I definitely didn't have that growing up. Like I was definitely I was very much like, yeah, whatever happens and i'll just stick around even if it's pretty crap whereas now i'm very much like nope um it has to be worthwhile um but i think that's like it's very uh, generational driven as well i think Mm, our generation in particular um kind of strive to be independent and a bit more kind of like you know of the parent generation you know our parents were like solidified jobs you know like a solid Mm. upbringing i don't know if your parents were the same were they Um, sort of like very much rigid in job and less sort of like um do everything not really i guess um i am who i am partly obviously because of my parents oh but my yeah my mom and dad had their own business for quite a long time wow so so i've just seen a different side of life where you're you're kind of running your life that way um but then they've both completely changed careers more than once Mm. um and then when my mom was like done with Derby, um, mm. later than me, um, she she did the same thing. She just said, right, like, let's completely change everything. And she just moved to Devon, not knowing anybody and having to start all over again. Um, and I think that's, 
that's really brave and really cool. So I try to be brave and cool, <laughs> which I think my mum and dad both are. My dad's a real like traveler, adventurer, or he used to be. So yeah. that, that's, that side of me comes from him. And then that brave side of like my mum changing careers and changing businesses and, yeah. and moving, like that's part of me as well. Because <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, that's, so do you, do you think photography has been one of the things that's sort of being pretty consistent throughout your ever-changing? It's been the only thing that's been consistent. Because yeah. are you more of a jack-of-all-trades with your sort of... Yeah, <laughs> quite good at a lot of things. I'm, I'm also quite bad at a lot of things, but um, <laughs> I'm not good at maths or science. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not bad. Or making or fixing things. But I, I do... <laughs> yeah, just leave that broken... Yes. Just let someone else can't sort build it. furniture can't oh. fix something um but i ha do have quite a lot of random skills and that is because i've moved around so much that i've had mm. to uh build these skills really quickly to like have money and survive until something comes along that i want to do or till i've built up like the freelance work yeah because you have to build every time you move which is a yeah. bit of a pain but, but it doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop me. No, no. because you, you kind of have a bit of a portfolio, kind of like yeah, if it's you pretty big now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's like, does that surprise you occasionally? Of like, mm. <laughs> do you get the imposter syndrome when you're just like, huh? Oh yeah, that's all there. <gasps> There's my work. And actually, what's weird is I have so much work I haven't put online. Really? Yeah, just because um, well, it's not laziness. It's just. I don't know. I guess I, I get like too caught up in like life, what's going on at the time. But mm. Really, the last thing I think about is my social media and uh, and my website. Like I'll go through a phase where, okay, let me get this all up to date and make it look amazing. Yeah. And then I'll continue to produce the work, but uh, I, I forget I need to show people that I've done it. Yeah. So there's quite a lot that no one's seen apart from the clients themselves. Wow. Because yeah. you, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, like, I I can't, I don't have a photography website, even though I do photography. I just haven't been bothered ever to make <laughs> one. <laughs> Sounds really bad, but, you know, it's something I sort of said this year I should actually pursue in doing, creating yes. a website. Because, um, yeah, like, I know websites back in the day were kind of less accessible than they are now. Like, you've got Wix, you've got Squarespace that, that kind of build a, yeah, you know, the platform I've, I've for you. I paid a lot of money when I was younger to have a website built for me, so I got taken seriously. It's really yeah. expensive and I had to save up a lot for it. And then now I just use Wix, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is so much cheaper. Cheaper, easier, as long as you've got a rough idea about design, which photographers generally do. Yeah, it's we kind of know easy. what looks. That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like, because I use Lightroom. I tend to not yeah. like using Photoshop as much unless it's specifically trying to do something but i'll use lightroom to like fix colors and mm. and generally like um work out of the picture needs something different and the highlights and everything but i do think that one of the things when i look at photos i've taken i always go oh yeah that wasn't as bad as what i thought it was like when i was looking through the viewfinder because <laughs> i'm one of those really big self-critics where i'm like oh god that's kind of a uh, shot until i pull it up large and then i'm like oh actually ah, that's not yeah. bad that's very photographery. Yeah, are you? Um, no, I'm not like that anymore. But it's because I've worked for so many um, photography studios. Mm. I've had it beaten out of me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I definitely was really self-critical for my whole time in England. Um, and then in Sydney, I worked, I've worked for so many different studios 
and I've had to produce so much work so quickly and mm. I've had to look at my work and I've had to sell it to the clients in person in these studios and I've had to hear so many things from so many people and then you get to a point of going well I like it so I don't really care what you think <laughs> but it's, it takes a long time to get to that point yeah like a really long time yeah because yeah. otherwise you're sort of like nitpicking yourself and, yeah. your, and your skill set and as a like a freelancer on your own I don't know if I ever would have got to that stage, but because yeah. I've also worked for studios in, you know, contracts turning up every day yeah. and having just so many clients and dealing with so many opinions. That's kind of difficult because, you know, like I think when, <laughs> and it's always the same, I think when you deal with anyone sort of like clients creative wise or, you know, mm. or like they're trying to sell a a product or a person or anything like that. And I always think that, yeah, listening to too many opinions, it's kind of good to just blanket block it out. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of negative feedback. Um, I, I think I've known people who have used to like friends as business deals and stuff and like that. Either the product's really good or the person doing it has just not delivered the file in the correct format mm. and therefore no one's happy with it and all sorts of different various reasons. Like... Um, there's no, like, I don't think every client's going to be a hundred percent happy. I sort of said, as long as they're 95 to 99% happy, then you can kind of like, yeah. cause there's always going to be that 1%. It's like, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, always. And I've, I've realized it's, um, well, nowadays it's, it's not because of me or my work. M maybe back in the day when I started, it would have yeah. been when I was new, but nowadays, like, I, I hit briefs, I hear what people do say and what they don't say. And then so I've realized that if someone doesn't like something, it's generally something to do with them and their self-esteem yeah. or their lack of being able to communicate something that, like, I try so hard to be a mind reader. And I think I'm <laughs> quite good at it, actually. But um, you can't be a complete mind reader. So now I've realized, okay, you know what, it's, it's actually not anything to do with me and my skills and my capabilities because I've been doing it for a really long time yeah, yeah. But I used like when I started for sure like maybe it was something that I had done wrong because I was still new and learning. yeah um and even if it wasn't anything to do with me I'm sure I thought it was yeah I was still like this really sensitive creative yeah <laughs> right? when you start definitely yeah no i'm um, like and like when you're starting when you're 19 yeah that's a bit of like a young look yeah. to because was it quite a jump like w mm. were you just leap straight into it um well okay so my story <laughs> here's my story <laughs> my story is that i was i'd studied music and yeah. and uh, and acting and so i'd been so used to being like bullied by people and put down and told this wasn't good enough and this wasn't good enough um so I was already beginning to build my little shell of like dealing with life and um I then decided to study graphic design just just in case backup plan um <laughs> I, <laughs> love I that. wasn't going to make it as a musician and an actress uh, <laughs> had Got no it. interest in photography um but then I needed photos for artwork right right like within design yeah and so I got like a really cheap camera and I followed people on DeviantArt and Flickr 
I don't know if you know those. I do. <laughs> and I it hope the so, audience do. Oh my gosh. If they're younger than me, they won't get it. But um, <laughs> it was so cool that I thought it was cool. And I followed photographers on there. And so then I started taking photos for my design projects because I didn't mm. want to use boring stock photos. Yeah. Um, and then I put everything on a MySpace because MySpace was cool. Oh. And we didn't have Facebook yet. And then people started to follow me. And I don't even know how that happened. And people started to ask how much I charged I was like wow I was like, what this wouldn't happen nowadays like in the same way it was really bizarre how it happened yeah so um I kind of fell into it so I already had clients when I was doing my design degree and then I really didn't enjoy the design and it was because I wasn't very good at it let's not <laughs> add that to a list of my skills uh, <laughs> so that I really liked the photography <laughs> so I just carried on with it and I kept on learning and learning and learning until yeah. I, until uh, someone would pay me more consistently. And be like, here's some money to do. Yeah, well, actually what I did, um, I, bu I built a portfolio um, in my own time. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, by the way, because I was self-taught and didn't understand anything. Um, I just had a feel for it. And then that I, is not not bad at all. Though. No, and a lot of photographers will say the same thing, yeah. right? And um, I really just wanted to be a photographer, which meant I had to go and live in London. Um, yeah. Because that's what all the photography work was. Yeah. So I pretended that I had studio knowledge, which I did not. Um, ah. I hired a studio one time so I could see what it was like. I think mm. I may have used YouTube, something like that, to like Back. try and work it out. And then I just told them in, uh, so then I used those photos that I used as practice to get the job and told them like, yeah, I have loads of experience. <laughs> <laughs> so much experience. And yeah, it'd be fine. Um, and they gave me the job because I bluffed my way through it. That's impressive. Oh, I had no idea what I was doing. No, I was but that's like, cool. Oh, like, thanks. <laughs> you're like, I, like uh, I had serious anxiety for the first six months of that job, at least, if not longer. Like, <laughs> what if they find out that I don't understand this job? <laughs> that was that was literally me. Every job I ever did. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, I work. I currently work in the tech field. And uh, like I was sitting next to people who had studied like IT and and mm. like had gone to certain schools where you'd learn engineering and you know understanding like the ins and outs of data and oh, I was yes. like I know nothing of this oh, and they just they hired me and I was like sure I wonder if they'll see me fall on my ass soon but they didn't yeah. they well yeah I've been there in the, I've been in the role for eight years uh, but I was just like it's always kind of funny because in like self-taught or learning on the job is not a bad thing because mm. people are sometimes very good at it. But also sometimes it's just good bluffing your way kind of through the first six months or totally. and I, then finding your groove. I got a really good advice from my nana when I was a teenager and I forgot what the advice was for, but she would always tell me like, fake it too until you make it. I think it was because, um, yeah, I used to get bullied a lot at school. So she'd be like, you know, fake that you're happy and you're fine and then everything will be good. But I basically took that advice for the rest of my life, yeah. including this job and everything else I've gone and done. Like, it's fine. I can do this. Watch me. <laughs> and then the inside of me is like panicking and having some kind of, you know, internal panic attack. Because <laughs> do you still see that as yourself now, like an anxious kind of like individual? You're very like um... confident, more self-aware. Sometimes I get anxiety about things, but it's 
yeah not very often yeah Yeah. no now i mm, i still put myself though in situations that are new and scary um but the anxiety is very much on the inside and no one can see it on the outside yeah yeah, you know that describes me from about 18 anyway yeah (laughs) acting skills (laughs) do you do you is it interesting because do you find it's better for like are you a very open person you're very much like kind of like people get to know you slowly oh no i'm super open oh that's good yeah no like i'm definitely an open book and if somebody wants to read said book i'm like feel free turn all the pages here i am yeah Um, and if they are not that bothered then well, that's their loss. I'll keep yeah, it's, closed. A, it's it's their sad day. <laughs> it is a sad day. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, so you moved you moved here. Yes. And now you're trying desperately not to to leave, or are you kind of? No, I'm officially a resident. They, wow. I'm not aware that they can get rid of me. I don't know. I can I don't... now become a citizen. Like I can I... now apply. Oh, okay. Yeah, and will you? Yes. Do you do you ever want to leave Australia? No. <laughs> you love I, it here. Yeah, well, I I want to travel desperately, and I, I'm going to do that this year. Like, mm. This year, that plan starts. But, I, like, I'll leave, I'll go see some places, I'll go meet some people, do some stuff, and then I'll come back. Because yeah. this is, to me, this is my home. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Not necessarily Sydney. Sorry, uh, Sydney. Don't apologize to Sydney. <laughs> it's a bit of a shithole. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just, you may know from my social media... Yeah, you do know. I, I don't stay here for very long because it never feels like home, even though I have friends here and mm. I can always get work here and it's super stunning. It just doesn't feel like my place, but it is a lovely place. Yeah, it it suits everyone in different needs. It's a very yeah. hustle and bustle city. Yeah. Like if you really want to be in this hustle and bustle environment. Yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> um, I just kind of deal with it. But it's like, yeah, it is this happening consistently. And I think... A lot of people who move here want that. Mm. Like, they want this sense of it. That was, you know what, that was my problem in that I was living and working in London, which is next level hustle and bustle, so much more so than here. And then I left like, oh, I, want, I never want that experience again. I've done yeah. it. It's cool. But I want like this like proper Australian experience for like a year or two. And I keep ending up back in Sydney where it's all hustle and bustle and it just feels like a more sunny, beachy version of London. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it kind of is. Hmm. Um, although it's funny because, like, I have like the most English attitude. <laughs> to Sydney. It's like everyone just goes, "You don't fit S- Sydney entirely." I'm not very ocker because um, <laughs> I just don't fit that. G'day, mate. How you going? But I can slip into it. I've dealt. Hmm. I. I can do it when it's necessary because i know so many people who are like hey mate hey mate how you going yeah you're good yeah how you going yeah <laughs> and i just slide straight into it and just kind of get by but the moment i kind of move away from those people i'm like oh no i want not but i don't know that many people like that within sydney i mean i've lived in the countryside as well and like they're everywhere <laughs> and I, but I, I love it like, yeah now i'm in australia <laughs> you come here it just feels like home but in genuinely it does it's like a more sunny version sydney is just so multicultural and that's actually what i love about sydney and what i love about yeah. london i really don't come across many aussies and when i do they don't do the whole g'day mate like i don't hear that unless i go yeah. to the countryside yeah and then you just kind of give it, hear everyone sort of um, politely talking or civilized 
Oh. Yeah, quite civilized. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially where I live in Sydney, it's the Aussies are pretty civilized. I hope so. <laughs> it does depend which part of Sydney you're in. Yeah, I know, really. It? Like dramatically. If you go further west, you might be in a bit of a struggle. Yeah, like I've stayed in the west, the west west. Yeah. I've lived in the inner west, which is cool. And then the I've been west. in the outer west, which feels less cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you did, you studied music. Yes. And you originally wanted to be a singer or a music? I wanted to be a songwriter. Really? Yeah. Walk it through away that career. <laughs> um constant rejection (laughs) um oh gosh it's so hard like okay so I was I was writing and I was studying and like putting it all out there during the time when indie was really cool back like in England anyway I don't know what was happening here in Australia oh indie is still cool like lightning years behind England so I just don't understand Uh, (laughs) wow (laughs) sorry sorry we're just the convict central over here so we're very out of date so out of of date um but uh so indie was like the thing right it's so not who I am like uh, visually I look kind of alternative well I do look alternative but I'm not I'm like a little pop princess country girl <laughs> like so I love pop I love country I love um, any kind of Disney songs like with the ballads and the duets I wanted to write really commercial music really yeah and that's what I was really writing um, and oh it just it just I didn't get anywhere with it where I was and I feel like maybe I was it was a combination of I was definitely in the wrong place Mm. I was definitely like next level uncool where I was with what I was doing Mm. I know my music was good um it was it was good in the way I needed to needed it to be but I didn't have the confidence that like I've got a lot of confidence now but it's taken so long to build that within myself yeah we didn't have it then so every knockback I got like it really really got to me and with each one I got more depleted and more like okay well I can't keep on going because I'm just becoming this empty shell of a sad human being yeah. um so let me try something else that's creative that people are telling me that they like but I feel like maybe if I was somewhere else maybe it would have gone differently but I, yeah. I don't know I still love it uh, now I actually don't even know where I'd start because the music industry has changed dramatically. Yeah, it keeps changing. And it's all, I mean, it's always changing, but the way you get your music out there is now so different. It's, <laughs> but it's always going to be a really big part of me. I write for myself. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. It's like the thing I say for people who write for film as well. Like yeah. when when people write short films or anything like that, I go, write for you. Don't yeah, write for yeah. like the mess. And I, and I used to write for me it's just that like that's the music I like and, yeah. I, therefore, and I wanted so I was writing for me but I I could visualize who I wanted to hear singing it so yeah, then I right, would right, like right, set right. myself tasks you do that anyway at, at college like, yeah. when you're learning composition like okay so here's your brief you're writing for such and such and yeah and, that, and so I would do that as well just with myself yeah it's like okay Miley Cyrus is singing this Miley Cyrus <laughs> came in like a wrecking ball on that one. <laughs> it's, it's interesting as well because I feel like most artists have really tried to reinvent themselves since they were popular in like 2000 and like yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I remember 
watching a, like odd bits and pieces of music videos back in early 2000s and they don't make them like they do they, they you know music I videos agree. seem to kind of like go on out the window in terms of style yeah and i i never even see them anymore because no. it used to be really cool to like have mtv and like actually watch it and yeah it was so cool now I don't even have real TV because we all have streaming services and MTV is not on any of them. So I wouldn't even know what the music videos look like unless I go onto YouTube specifically. Yeah. yeah. And then when you do see them on there, they're like 10 minutes long because they have to have an int- you know, introduction yeah, to yeah. the song and then the song happens and the exit to the song. And it's just, it's like a full movie. Yeah, uh, it is like a full movie. Yeah. yeah. But the budget thrown at music videos now is insane. Like I used to love the cheap. Like you clearly yeah. knew how cheap they had it and they had a studio set yeah and that was it um and i think like half the time my um like i had my computer up in front of me and i watched these videos on the crappiest quality that you'd ever find on youtube (laughs) and just enjoy it but now it's like you search the depths of youtube now and you still find them like they're still there but yeah it's just like um music doesn't i think music's really changed um a lot and i don't it's so hard to keep up with what people like, like, it and is what always changing. Yeah, and I, but I have always consistently loved pop music. So as it changes, I tend to like it. Yeah. Although I, I still have my favorite like time of pop music, and I guess it's not happening currently. But I still like like what I'm hearing on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I there are certainly some artists who come out with stuff now. I'm like, oh damn, that's good. Yeah, because uh. I just really appreciate the writing. Uh, I guess I I listen to it like oh that's like I love how they've done that hook and like maybe it sounds really basic or whatever to the yeah. you know the musos that I might know who just think they're the ones that don't think I'm cool. <laughs> Are there <laughs> a lot? Like, oh, I try I try not to talk to these people anymore. Oh really? <laughs> no, I just used to have lots of musicy friends and I was always the odd one out who loved pop music and who like really appreciated a good hook. <laughs> a good hook's good. I know. <laughs> it's 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 enjoyable. It kind of sinks you in. It's not easy to write. No. Like, well done, songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and producers, because there's so much production involved. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's just long hours. I think also people underestimate how long songwriting is oh, and yeah. how consuming it is. Um, you can write a song, you can write the basis of a song really quickly, but then to make everything else happen, it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. It's, a, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so much work. <laughs> um, but yeah, you also did acting. Yeah, sort of. So, <laughs> why is that a sort of? Oh, because, because I studied it, but um, not to a, like a degree level. Yeah. Because I had to choose between either singing or acting or dancing, like or music in general. So I, I chose a place where I could do singing, but then focus on songwriting. Right. So I never got to do the acting. And I, I wanted to study acting as later. And I did get into a really cool acting school in London, but I couldn't afford to go. It was just, they're all so expensive. It's all private. Oh, yeah. um, I couldn't afford to live in London and work and, or try to work while studying full time. Yeah. So it never happened. And Again, at that point of life, I really wasn't a confident person. Yeah. Um, like, I always appeared confident on the outside because I've always been a natural performer. Yeah. But um, just really low self-esteem, actually. Um, and, yeah, not anymore. Like, I'm a whole different person. Um, but I just felt like, oh, well, I, you know, 
I, I couldn't get into act, I couldn't do the acting school because I couldn't afford it. And so who's going to even take me seriously? And how do I even like go about getting a show reel? And yeah. since I've had more confidence with it, I've tried to apply for things, but of course I don't have a show reel. Um, and again, it comes down to money. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get genuinely good people to help you create something, and they cost the good people cost money. And yeah. um, I don't know, photography doesn't make you that rich because you're doing something that you love as opposed to something that gives you tons of money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it can get you a fair chunk, but it can't make. Depending it. on what, yeah, absolutely. Depending yeah. Depending on what you're doing, for uh, me, not so much. Even though I love what I do. Well, I mean, yeah. like, like, look, kudos to anyone who does, you know, like, do that. And I think one of the things is, yeah, like, learning is I've always kind of looked for courses that were free or cheap mm. or something that I know I could do. Um, like, for a while, even, I signed on to that um, online masterclass stuff, which was advertised literally everywhere on the internet. Um, oh. And it was quite good. It was quite informative. Like, it, I don't – I kind of watched the videos more than I read the documents they sent out because yeah. it was like you had, um, you know, celebrities talk about their crafts and what they did. But I think it was kind of interesting because you learned a little bit of why people did what they did. It was, it was always a bit like they were always like discover within yourself – what you can do but this is what i do like but don't take this as verbatim like take this Mm. as an interpretation of what you could do and um it's not i've definitely not ruled it out at all it's just uh i guess it's it doesn't feel like it's the thing for me to be doing right now no but the other thing i think about acting is um it's something that you can potentially get into at any age because they need actors at every age whereas singers and models and like a lot of things have a sell-by date with yes. age acting not necessarily there's some really big name actors that have proven that and they've got into it much later in life yeah so i mean like never um, say never. i mean like you know some actors like meryl streep and helen Mirren and stuff are still i very, love them <laughs> so good um they're amazing but i mean like also you know you did do modeling for a yeah. while as well like how long was that for? Um, hmm, I guess maybe for a few years. Yeah. Did you enjoy uh, it? Uh, <laughs> that is a very honest. Uh, uh, <laughs> not so much. You know what I love is um, I love I love any form of performing, and yeah. so modeling is just a side of that. Like you get to be all kinds of characters. But again, I didn't like the industry that I was within. Yeah. That's what I didn't love. So um, like I, I did London Fashion Week, um, like I did the runway for that uh, one for a year. And it was a really amazing experience. And I'll never forget any of the things I did, but partly because there was so much negativity with it as well. Um, so I was very slim, like not... <sighs> Yeah, borderline underweight but very healthy very yeah. fit um and i looked healthy but i was being told all the time that i was too big and if i lost such and such an amount of weight then i'd be able to do much better and more people yeah would want me. and um that was still at my my stage of like really fragile self-esteem <laughs> yeah. yeah so i decided that i didn't want to do it for too long because it wasn't feeling in any way positive for me so i love the actual modeling 
I just don't love uh, the industry that I was within. I don't think it's gotten better anytime. No, because then I, when I started the photography, I thought, okay, well, I've decided not to model within fashion, but I would love to be the fashion photographer. And I already yeah. understand what goes on. And I started doing fashion photography and working with models and working with magazines and clients. Um, and I really hated how the models were treated. And I, yeah. and I was trying so hard to be like the, the good person within the the mix. Um, but the, the the agencies, you know, the models agencies were really just not super supportive of... Um, yeah, their their weight, <laughs> no. or their look, um, and the stylists often would be like that as well, or not necessarily the stylists, but the designers. Actually, the stylists were pretty good, um, and it just felt really unhealthy. And then I didn't want to be part of something from the photography either, where I was advertise like helping to advertise some kind of unhealthy yeah. like, look or behavior. It just started to feel really wrong. So even though my favorite type of photography to do is fashion and editorial like i just i love it so much i love being creative and telling a story with beautiful clothes and beautiful yeah. locations it's my favorite thing i made a real conscious decision to stop doing it because i just felt like me as one person couldn't actually make a difference where i was and i didn't want to yeah be part of the that world of putting some really unhealthy like looks out there. yeah no uh, and yeah i like made me really sad (laughs) is that quite hard because you you know when you because you take um you've done photography for young kids as well yeah Uh, i do tons of like photography like how does that kind of like when you look at kids and go don't kind of subject yourself to that well i currently i freelance for a kids talent agency here in sydney so i photograph a lot of kids and teenagers who are like going into this industry yeah um but i like i'm kind i'm often the first person that they are meeting well apart from like they meet the agents themselves and actually the kids agents are fantastic and um so different to the adult agencies so they're never going to fat shame you <laughs> oh that's good or like at least the ones here in sydney that i've worked with yeah and, and the ones in london that i know of um like they're really supportive and, and wonderful and then i love to be that person like that little mentor slash little like bestie that they have for half an hour when we're doing the photos and build up their confidence and get them feeling Aww. really positive it makes me feel so good like sometimes I'll get girls in like me who are really tall and they feel really awkward about it. And I'm really tall. Um, so we have these like super cool conversations about how amazing, how cool they are. And <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And like just, you know, I, I meet so many miniature versions of myself in this job because they're all like um, like a little bit different and they love yeah. to either act or they sing or they dance or they just want to model and they just want to do this and this and I really see myself in a lot of them and I, I just yeah I love that I can like build them up and at least try and send them into a really positive place and their parents are always there as well so I always have really good chats with their parents about things um yeah like I, I'm not officially I can't be a mentor in 30 minutes but I do my best to be like a a miniature mentor slash bestie slash awesome photographer (laughs) can i just say as a round person that sounds amazing because i like i remember doing this shoot um for charity 
last year. Yeah, last year. And I remember just we had three um, 13, 14-year-old girls on mm-hmm. set. And um, one of the kids, um, uh, it was sort of a video about Down syndrome. And one of our kids had Down syndrome. And mm. it was about these three girls who were going to interact with him. And it was like, great. But all the mothers <laughs> and uh, fathers who were there were just so lovely. And they were like, asking me questions and then they were like um meeting my partner emily and they were just going oh he's so lovely he's so nice and i was like this is so sweet it was like a really happy family vibe but um yeah some parents just like automatically love that involvement especially when they've kind of got someone positive to mentor their like yeah um that mental vibe to everything because yeah like as you get older it's a little bit terrifying especially when you've got mm, kids yeah to subject them to the big wide world yeah uh, um, definitely because we didn't grow up with social media like they do now i know it's really weird <laughs> like you didn't get you got text messages what or would phone my life call. be if i had social media when i was younger i always think that <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like it would be so different do you I think i don't know yeah. do you think you'd be more anxious oh my god is there even such thing as a more anxious version of my younger self I'm pretty sure I would have panic attacks a lot more than I did. I don't know. I've had a lot of panic attacks in my life. That's something I've had to get over and like work on. So, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Life might have been even worse because I, <laughs> cause I got bullied all through school for being different yeah. and through college. So either would have been worse because social media could have got to me even more or I could have potentially used it in my favor to become... Like the biggest, bestest person in the universe. I don't know. It would have gone one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> we will never know. We will never know. <laughs> we will, you know, just think about think about years ago and just think, what would I have done then? But yeah, um, I don't know. I definitely would have definitely had like probably severe anxiety i don't know i didn't really even i used myspace to upload videos that's what i did i i i was a very introverted nervous kid i use myspace to try and be famous (laughs) how's that going (laughs) well it went really well at the time um because i used it for my photography and that's where i got my clients yeah and then i also used it for my music and i was selling my music and cds to like different parts of the world So, like, I used it really successfully and then one day MySpace became super uncool and everybody left and then I lost all my fan base on both sides. That's sad. It's a shame because it was a really good platform. (laughs) Yeah, and it taught me to code as well because I wanted my MySpace to look like a real website so I learned how to code it. Really? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, they both looked really cool. I mean, I'm going to say cool. With air quotes. Um, <laughs> cool at the time for MySpace. <laughs> Which is what, 2006, 2005? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening, we probably sound really old. I am 35. That's not old. How old are you? 30. <laughs> We're only five years different. I also think it's not old. But I meet lots of people who are younger than me who are like, Oh, one day close to death. Uh, <laughs> really irritates me. I mean, I... Like, you're living life all wrong if you think that way. I 100%. I, like, I love, like, um, I love the idea of just, you know, living life. I don't know. Every, everyone who I know is older than me sort of 
kind of just go, man, whatever. And I think anyone in his 20s just go, oh, my God, I'm going to die. What am I doing with my life? And I'm like, just don't stress. Just do the best you can. Yeah. Um, I think you get, you definitely, as you were saying, get to this age and you suddenly just go, hmm, yeah. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think of myself as a specific age. Of course, I know what how old I am, but I guess I have friends who are much, much younger, who are like early twenties, and I feel like we're the same person. And then I have friends who are older than me, and again, I feel like we're the same age, because um, we're all just like this kind of. I was gonna say young at heart. We're we're just we are just who we are. Yeah. Um, without putting it's yeah it's as a creative as well. Age becomes immaterial. Kind a little of, bit kind of does yeah yeah it's like um some of my friends are like 21 22 yeah and i remember when i was 21 i had friends who were in their 40s and 30s me too and it's just yeah. that was the norm and like one of my really good friends he's 50 and um he and his wife recently had a kid and it's like you just don't think of this age as being like set in stone like there's no goals no. um but for some people, oh absolutely, they panic about and not every just second. Some people, lots of people, <laughs> and they're, they're the ones that look older as well. They're the ones that are like, "Oh, well, I'm this age, so I have to dress a certain way, and I have to act a certain way, and I should have a mortgage, and I should have this, and I should have that." Yeah. And um, definitely being judged by some of those people for the fact that I still dress very. I know my jeans are covered in holes right now. I have like that a whole Avril Lavigne vibe going on generally, <laughs> which I've had since I was fourteen. <laughs> I love those. I still wear this. Yeah, I still kind of look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, like do you people look at you and think you're younger though? Yeah, no one ever gets my age right. Because I would have said, yeah, you look early twenties. You can get away with early twenties. Damn. <laughs> That's good though. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, people normally guess me at like 28, 29 at the moment. I would say your height is the only thing that kind of leads towards older. <sighs> I've been this height since I was 13. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely something youthful about us though. Like, I think so. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Like, I always find it funny when I am uh, have friends who have already gone grey or they're starting to go grey and I'm like... Tch. Yeah. And my, no, my I know that my hair's currently pink, but I can for sure tell you that underneath that, on with the roots, it's very much dark blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your blonde hair looks great. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, does it, <laughs> is it always a, a period where you just go, I'm going to change my hair colour and... Um, yeah, so it's, I don't know whether you've noticed this about me, but my hair color changes or has changed frequently yes. in most colors. Yes. Um, but that's, I was going to say that's because I do a lot of hair modeling. Uh, even if I didn't do hair modeling, I'd change it frequently. But since I've been in Sydney or even in London, yeah, I've consistently hair modeled and they change the color and they, they'll pick people who are chill about the whole situation, yeah. which is me. I'll say any, anything we can't do. And I'll say, yeah. <laughs> just do go your, do your thing you're the professional i know you want to make me look good because it's in your best interest <laughs> so continue <laughs> yeah they're not going to make you look like shit like that. yeah because they're doing like they these people would have to do it for really big events yeah. and like or big campaigns so like yeah do whatever you like um sometimes i'll say 
you know, I don't feel like having dark hair or red hair right now. Like I'm not in the mood for that, but anything yeah. else is fine. Yeah. So my hair is currently pink because I did hair modeling in December and they turned it pink. And it's nice. Thanks. I like it. Yeah. It suits you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, like, if I could still dye my hair, I would, but it's more just a hassle now. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that you just have to stay consistent with. Otherwise, you just kind of hit it. You do have to be consistent. Yeah, it yeah. really Otherwise, is. Otherwise, it looks real big, big it, mess. It yeah. looks manky, as it? does. I have so many hair products. Like, I, I look like, you know, the, the, sh- the shop front of a hair salon and they've yeah. got all the products they sell. That's what my bathroom looks like. Ah. I know. My housemates all make fun of me. I have too much, too many hair products. But then my hair always looks good. Well, that's I the main think. thing. <laughs> that's the main thing. Because yeah. are, you, are you there a lot of the time at, at home? No, I'm, I also get made fun of for never being home. No, I'm rarely at home. I do sleep there. Uh, occasionally I eat there and I definitely shower there. <laughs> I'm glad you shower there. I shower there. Um, well, I mean, I could shower at my gym, but it's always a bit gross. Cause, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I think I blame the guys at the gym. I think they leave it looking bad. Um, guys are pretty gross, though. They are. <laughs> so, no, I shower and I sleep at home and I do sometimes eat at home. Um, I'm not sure why else I pay my rent. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a real expensive holiday it's really house. Ex- ex- <laughs> yeah. It's just you're paying for the facilities, nothing else. Yeah. And it's it's bizarre because I I love my housemates so much. They're the best housemates I've ever had yeah. in the nicest suburb I think I've ever lived in. Um it's just that I've got into a a phase of life where I just kind of wanna do everything and be everywhere and I'm really making the most of being in Sydney because I know I'm going to leave it at some point probably this year. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's go make some friends while I'm here. Let's go do this. I'll go do that. After this, I'm going to do that. And so my housemate said to me the other day, like, do you just make a point of making sure you never come home before 10 p.m.? Because you never are. (laughs) And they never know when I have a day off or when I'm at work because even on my days off, I'm like, I'm up, I'm ready, I'm out, I'm living life. You can't sit still. That's that's very much me, yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. <laughs> I have to force myself to sit still because when I don't, I get ill really easily. Really? Super, super easily. Um, today, I forced myself because I was coming here. And you forced yourself up. I forced myself to stay still for the majority of the day. Wow. You know, it sounds really old person to say that it's not at all it's got nothing to do with age (laughs) (laughs) it's not an age thing it's uh i don't know if you know this from uh stalking my social medias or not it's to do with having auto autoimmune diseases yeah i don't don't know if you know that about me no i didn't know that about you it's just a wonderful part of me How did that come about? Obviously, you were born with it. No. Really? No, you're rarely born with an autoimmune disease. They just happen. Do the, does your body just go... Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That hap- so I have, a, I have two, two autoimmune diseases, uh, which is... Fun. I was going to say it's no fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that definitely changes how I live my life. So at the beginning of this chat, I said, like, I've... I've made some changes. Uh, I'm not doing photography as much as I was. I'm like really into like health and learning more about it. 
that's because I had this these diagnoses with the autoimmune diseases and they make me super sick if I don't stay on top of it. Right. Yeah, but I push the boundaries constantly every day, which is why I'm rarely home. Um, but then if I push it too far, then I'll pay for it and get really, really sick. That's awful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what What exactly happens? Does it cause nauseous and, and fatigue no. and everything? Oh, I, well, actually, yes. I was going to say, no, but so many other things do. Uh. Um, so I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. which is uh, it's really painful. Um, and then a bit later, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Oh, wow. Um, which is something that doctors don't really fully understand. Um, they're two things that can't be apparently can't be fixed or treated you just have to stay on medication i being the person that i am i'm like oh no i can i can make this better i can semi fix it at least so uh, hence my my newfound knowledge and love of health yeah yeah um so the, the rheumatoid arthritis affects not it affects your joints but then it affects like so many other things yeah like exhaustion and inability to sleep and just like a whole ton of stuff and brain fog and like issues with my stomach and then the fibromyalgia is i've had that for years it just didn't get diagnosed right Um, and it's it's really it's kind of one of those things that they they give a name to something like all of the issues that i've got yeah um like so it's, it's like an it's a name but they don't really know what it is or what causes it or whether actually you can fix it. And yeah. I'm fairly convinced that I can because the doctors haven't done enough research yet. Um, so I've had to like slow down with things like photography and my busyness so that I can survive each day and uh, do a lot on the days when I want to do it. Right. It's all very bizarre. That's it. The- that's good, though, that you've yeah. learned to slow down. Well, trying. I did do that today. Today was the most beautiful weather, and I was feeling a bit like, eh, in my body. Like, oh, I don't really feel very good today. Yeah. Um, which is me a lot of days. So I thought, okay, I will stay home. I will not go and do stuff because I am coming for this podcast later. And if I go and do stuff, I won't make it to the podcast. <laughs> you'll, you'll get sick or you're like... Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's very funny now with, um, like, COVID being the way and the pandemic being the way that, like, anything in terms of autoimmune diseases or mm. anything like that. Oh, yeah. I, I take it way more seriously than you used to. And they, they, make you, they make me feel really special when I go for my jab. <laughs> oh really yeah they're like oh you take uh, oh you've got this and you've got this and you take this medication oh yes front of the queue you get the special chair we need to look after you wow oh you feel like the queen and then it's like <laughs> here's some juice here's some water like just just lie back relax here's there's the- biscuits over there like thanks they're gonna make me sick uh- <laughs> <laughs> um and <laughs> i love that it's just <laughs> Isn't living with th- conditions great? Um, <laughs> like I, I'm lucky to have never developed an autoimmune disease thing. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I've won an award. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I think it's always been in the back of my head because I've had, uh, you know, I've I had a epilepsy and ADHD as a kid, and I yeah. still have ADHD. And um, uh, Emily and I are currently reading a book on it. 
which yeah. is, I think, um, still scientifically to this day, people think it's not a real thing. It is a real it's thing. It's so a real thing. I work with a girl who has ADHD. It's like... It's so real. It's so real. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because... Yeah, it's like I remember as a kid, you know, these trial medication and they were like, mm. you know, if your kid doesn't take medication, then uh, here are all the other things they could develop mm. if they don't take this trial drug. That's basically what happened with me and my arthritis. Mm. I resisted the medication for oh, maybe four months to the point where um, I actually I had to stop going to work because I couldn't. Like, I, I could barely, like, move. Like, my wow. whole body was, like, seizing up and I was in so much pain. I was like, no, I will not take these drugs. Like, I don't do that. Like, I'm going to cure this on my own with diet and, like, exercise that I can't currently do. Um, um, yeah. I'm, I'm so on top of this. <laughs> um, so it got worse and worse. And then, like, you know, you need to take this medication. Otherwise, like all of these things are going to get even worse. Wow. Yeah. So I did take the medication. It takes months and months to actually kick into your body and to work and then to find the right dosage. Like I feel like I, I went through like a real version of hell last year trying to find the right dosage and just how it affected my body, taking too much of something or not enough of something else. It's really, really like super intense. Like yeah. I, I wasn't doing much work at that stage. Uh, but I also couldn't, I couldn't get given money from the government because I wasn't really sick enough. It's not very, very difficult. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, unless you're dead like, or dying. It's um, really hard. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I, I went through so many different stages of like different versions of the medication and thinking like, oh, it doesn't work. But actually it takes like, they say it takes two months for something to kick in but really i found like it, it probably took five to six months for things to really start to settle down um and work out whether it's right or not for you it's uh yeah it's definitely no fun no it doesn't sound like a... no but then at the same time like it's given me really like a different perspective of life and it's helped me understand myself better yeah um, and then yeah i've just got like a real passion for health and for other people who are going through similar things yeah. who still want to live their life because um one of the things i did which i'm sure lots of people do like when you've got a thing whatever the said thing might be you go on facebook and then you find the groups for other people with that thing because you just want to feel like somebody gets you um so i did that with like arthritis and fibromyalgia and then i got extra depressed because, oh great <laughs> right because there was just so much like sadness within the group and everyone just felt like they'd given up on life. And I thought, okay, this is going to make it so much worse. I cannot be part of these, yeah. these groups because then I'll feel like it's, I'm just waiting for death. Um, <laughs> so I just, I've decided to be the complete opposite to all of those people and uh, like look into health and fitness and how things change you and how being, having fun and being creative, which is exactly who I am, how that can make you feel better as well yeah and um living life to my absolute fullest honestly i think i live life fuller now than i was before i got diagnosed really yeah because now i just i like take it more seriously but in in the most fun way ever like i just want to make the most of everything and i appreciate every good day or every good hour because sometimes i can feel rubbish for half a day and then great for another half because it's very yeah. inconsistent like that uh, yeah, so now I appreciate everything so much 
And then I have um, this like want and desire within me to be able to help other people. I haven't worked out how I'm doing that yet, by the way. It's just a want and desire. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you can still live your life and you can still go and dance or go to the gym or like do whatever you want to do, even though you've been told like, you're hopeless. You're not hopeless. <laughs> that's good though. You have this yeah. like uplifting. Like... That's like the vibe that I'm within. That I, that's I guess that's just me anyway. But I would like to work out how I can help other people. That is a isn't it? <laughs> like hmm. <laughs> Do you? There's helping people and then there's doing stuff for them, and you just got to make sure you find. Yeah, like you don't want to do things for people and then there's only so many people can you do something for yeah. anyway right you want to be a bit more of a an inspiration yeah to people. yeah so i didn't really have that myself i, I was going through um all of this mostly dur well during the whole covid situation yeah going through it predominantly on my own um with no one around and not being able to go anywhere the, yeah. my absolute worst time um physically was during that uh, four-month second lockdown we had here in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very hard. But then um, I shall never be defeated, <laughs> not with anything. No. Yeah, as we've discussed. And, uh, yeah. I'm like, you know what? This isn't working for me. Let's move on. And I kind of had that same approach with health. Like, well, you know what? Like, feeling sad and depressed and in pain is not working for me. Let's do something about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, because your entire social media, probably for the the sort of like 2021 and 2020 kind of like give or take, mm. um, was either positive or just non-existent. Yeah, when it was non-existent, you know something's wrong. Yeah, because there was like <laughs> there was a period of time where you were just posting a lot. Um, yeah. You were posting about what you were doing, what was happening in your life, what was going on. Yeah. And then suddenly it was just like, Yeah, no, it's basically because, uh, you know, when people say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Kind of that vibe of um, especially when I was like really sick and really, really just at my like lowest point. Hmm. Uh, I didn't at that point, I didn't want to be that person online like, oh, woe is me. Um, yeah. I feel like my life is over. I have no good pictures to show you. Um, <laughs> um, like I was sort of like continuing with life the best I could, but it was really hard. Yeah. And I definitely got hit with um, like depression, like and really intense anxiety. Yeah. Um, and like the in inability to sleep and panic, like proper fully blown panic attacks. So that was a quite a long period and like up and down. Um, so I'd feel good for a little you know a couple of weeks maybe and yeah maybe i might post something maybe um and then it would sort of crash back down because i was still trying to work out what was happening and actually i was um undiagnosed for a while so there was that whole period of time where i was just really poorly God. and i didn't know what was happening and i wasn't being taken seriously um at work for example um, yeah you know because all of a sudden i couldn't do stuff and i was exhausted and my hands were shaking and and uh, needed to call in sick and it's so not who i am yeah um yeah i suddenly just couldn't do stuff and then people were like oh she's so lazy um and that was really hard as well <laughs> i mean yeah the, uh, the yeah it's it's funny when you can't commit when something dramatic is going on in your life and people mm. think you're lazy and it's like 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's the problem I find with this industry. It's kind of a non-stop. It's really non-stop. And actually, I've been super lucky this last year or so because um, before I was in Sydney, I was in a country town uh, called Dubbo. And one of my jobs, I was an editorial photographer for yeah. a newspaper. And actually, my boss, John, he um, he was so good about it. I told him everything and he was so helpful. Um, yeah. And he would like carry th- like my bags for me. Like I could take the photos, but just carrying all these heavy bags was too much Like with all my kit. So he was great. And then here in Sydney, the talent agency that I freelanced for, um, I, I sent a message to my, like the big boss, the really big boss. Yeah. And I just said like, I'm really struggling within this role right now because of this and because of this. And I know I've never struggled before, but this is the reason. She was so good and she got me the things I needed. And she's given me the time that I've needed. Um, so I've not been back to back with shoots. Like, wow. Yeah. But I think I've had to build, you know, like build up. Because yeah. I've worked for them on and off for five years. Yeah. I worked for the newspaper for two years before everything happened. So they really knew that I was very much like genuine and not messing around. Whereas yeah. like some of the other work I was doing, they didn't know me so well. So suddenly like, oh, she's so lazy. Um, but yeah. I like I'm I'm also just so lucky that I had some fantastic people around me within this like creative land. Yeah, that's hard to come by. Yeah, good support network. Yeah, is like I have like a really good support network in different parts of my life, but in the creative world, I think that's really rare. Yeah, it really um, is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like you can have family and friends, but there's completely different when you meet people in the creative world and they go, "Oh, I get you," and I get yeah. how you feel. Yeah, because um, normally, like when when you're not doing very well in the creative industry, someone's just ready to like tread on you, throw you back, and then yeah. re- replace you with, with someone else or with themselves or whatever. Yeah, and I think <laughs> also like people just forget that time is precious. Yeah, it's like um, a lot of and and life can get really chaotic. Yeah, unfortunately, so chaotic. like yeah. um, and I you know. I do this in between like, um, you know, full-time work and everything. So it's sort of like, mm. this has been a project that has happened over the course of a year, mm. but it's sort of stopping and starting and, and recording in bulk and then releasing it whenever, like weekly. So it's always kind of like in and around everything else. And then, I've, you know, my full-time work and everything. And it's just, it's about time management and how you do it. But some people just don't get that. They're like, oh. Yeah. What does that what what does that <laughs> entail? Um and it's hard work. It's absolutely hard work. Um, it's really hard work. It's yeah. hard work, I think, to be a creative person yeah. wanting to produce something. Yes. Um because I like so understand what you're doing, like you're working in one industry but then also being creative around it. And yeah. right now, because my body actually just can't seem to let me be a photographer full time because physically it's too much, then I'm doing another job, which as uh, so I'm working as a carer. Um, so I've got like that side of me yeah. um, so that I can still work and make a difference in someone's life. Um, but then I don't get to do the creative stuff as much. And then you, you know, I'm putting all this effort to also try and be creative yeah and um and then not just that one create not just photography but then i want to sing and i want to dance and so much i I think (laughs) it's also like um i don't let that bug really go Mm. and i think um i've I've been very fortunate in having that full-time position and having that consistent flow of money but 
I think it's really important that I haven't ever let go of that creative thing. And I often have this discussion with Emily because I forget it. I'm very oblivious mm. in in the nicest, most sincere way possible, but oblivious to how people view me, like oh. in terms of professionalism and, and, yeah. and skill set. I completely think I'm still constantly learning, so I still feel like a student. And everyone goes, oh, but you know all this stuff. And I'm like... It doesn't come to the forefront. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Like, especially, I don't know, I feel like we can always continue to learn. Yeah. And I feel like for sure that about me and I'm always trying to learn new stuff, even within my own profession. Yeah. And, um, and then like one day someone will say how like good you are at something or, <laughs> or this happened to me last week. I had to um, train a photographer within this, this specific role that I'm doing in a certain studio. Yeah. And I always just felt like I just get by <laughs> in this studio. And then I realized when I was training just how much I know, how much I've learned. Yeah. Um, or the things that the average photographer actually can't do and all these extra things that I've been able to learn. You're like, oh my God. I do know something. Yeah. And I think also <laughs> like... feeling. <laughs> and I think I've also looked... Like, I've looked at your work and I love your work. It's great. Thank like, you. um, it's it's one of those things that I'm always like, when I see other people's work and I like other people's work, I'm like, I would love to work with you on something. It's like... <laughs> yeah, no, I get that vibe too when I follow people. Like, yeah. all different types of creative industries, not yeah. just photography. I'm like, oh, I want to be like them. Yeah. Or at the very least, meet them and... I hope they let me work. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> they're so cool. <laughs> it's it's oh, <laughs> we sound like children, and it's, it's like so how I feel, especially like content creators. I know, right? Oh my gosh, I follow some of these amazing creative people. I'm like, oh my god, you're so talented, you're so cool. I oh. want to meet you. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? We network by getting super fanned about people yeah because i really don't care about actual famous people like i really, <laughs> like i really appreciate their music and their films but the the, the people who i like full-on fangirl over is the people that do stuff that i want to do yeah uh, or maybe stuff that i do do but they do it in the you know the next level yeah like, yeah oh my God, you're so cool <laughs> be like I want to be just like you when I grow up, even though you're 10 years younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that the way when you look at people younger and you're like, how did you get so much talent? Teach me your talent. Yeah. (laughs) There's a secret. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like um, one of my my friends is incredibly talented and, um, like, she does drawing, she does photography, she does, um, she, like, design stuff. And I just look at her work and I'm like, where does this spring from? Like, where? Oh, I have those friends too. And I'm like, yeah, amazed, amazed, constantly in awe. Yeah, me too. Um, but then it's really not age. It's just like down to certain people have certain oh, it's skills. Got nothing and... to do with age. No. no, and it's um, like you and I could be working another ten, twenty years, um, and just learn all these skills. But then there'll be someone who's like learned the same level of skills in less time. Yeah, well, I know. I think like a lot of the skills I've got now, I've had them for a really long time. And then I, you know, you sort of stop that and go, okay, I got some new skills to learn. And then you move on to other things. Mm. And then you keep on finding people with those skills who are better than you because that's what you're now learning. Yeah. Like, I want to be just like you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm always trying to learn new things. That's like such a, a part of who I am. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I always find um, 
I always find with this sort of like industry as well. Um, and like, what's the work-life balance? So is... hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember years ago, I had an inter- like this was part of my uh, tertiary education. They were like going to interview people, oh. and I remember one of my um, friends. She had been working for the industry for like forty years, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Find someone now." Don't date it. <laughs> date someone now. Otherwise, you'll never find love. I was like, holy crap. It's like, a bit depressing. It is a bit depressing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think she had the most happy relationships, but I've definitely, like, um, you know, know that it's definitely waxed and waned over the years when um, definitely yeah. when it's come to dating life and stuff. Like, has that oh, been a, dating. a challenge for you? I'm so depressed regarding dating right now. <laughs> You're like, no. I have so many stories, I can't tell you. It's just too much. (laughs) Is it just like tragedy after tragedy? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. I am single and uh, I'm on a couple of the dating apps so unsuccessfully. What? (laughs) Is it... (laughs) I could do an entire podcast about dating, very much um, like Carrie Bradshaw, Sex and the City style. Oh, right. I have enough stories and they're bizarre enough. (laughs) I have never, uh, I think Emily is the most normal person I've dated. And and even then that's a stretch. Um, But yeah, like I feel I always, um, there was something my mom used to say and she was like, oh, just please don't say someone who isn't kind of got some mental health issues or something <laughs> I'm like good fucking luck because that's always happened like there's always mm-hmm. i've always dated someone who's got like something going on in their life or anything like that and i think um like i've been on the dating apps before as well and it's just i don't know there was a, I, I used to live alone so like 2020 yeah was the year of living on my own okay. and my dating experience throughout that year was just very hit and miss. Um, like, it just was not something that I was like, oh, this is great. Um, but also, I just didn't connect to people online as much. Like, there was I'm, this barrier. Yeah, I'm very much a fan of just, like, almost immediately, like, let's let's meet up, let's yep. go for a walk or a coffee or, like, whatever. Like, yeah. something, because you just can't get a sense of most people writing online yeah you just you just can't so i'd rather skip all of that and figure them out straight away do you then have to explain to people you have a crazy schedule yeah (laughs) so yeah like one person said to me not long ago um oh so you work weekends yeah yeah i work weekends it's like that means you really can't date anybody like how are you ever going to find anyone Wow. I was like, not everyone works nine to five, Monday to Friday. Thank you very much. (laughs) The really interesting ones work the bizarre schedules too. (laughs) You are not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So savage. Didn't say that out loud. Uh, No, but we thought very much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can relate to that. I had one person one day that just went, I had rocked up after a 12-hour shift at work. Mm. And I was in a Spider-Man hoodie because I was like, that was what I was wearing for the day. And they thought I came in like a shirt and tie and everything. No, mm. they were all dressed up and I was just like There's in a this serious t-. miscommunication going on. Yeah, no, it was very serious. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was going to be a very casual like. Oh, I love casual dates. I don't oh. like to dress up unless I've got a really good reason. It's- <laughs> yes. Oh, you could have like turned up with Spider-Man hoodie and I would have been like, okay. 
done let's deal. Do th- let's do this. <laughs> I mean, no, walk. <laughs> I just, I think, be your true self. Yeah. I mean, honestly, also, like, I think everyone's a bit different. And I think that when you go, I feel like this is the problem I have with dating apps, uh, which, you know, might be a similar reason. But <laughs> people go in with such high expectations that they forget yeah. about and, and expectations that they don't want to meet the person there. They want to meet the person they expected to be there. Yes. Um, so it's not I really. I try to go in with zero expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just see what happens. I'm finding that... Um, like, I am on the apps because it would be lovely to have a boyfriend. I uh, Like, I love to be in love and I know what I want for my future and it involves one person, not multiple different people. Yeah. So, like, let me keep my eyes open just in case that person comes across my online life. Just in case. But then I'm meeting all these people who are really just wanting hookups and that really irritates me because it's so not who I am. And I know lots of people are. That's fine. It's just not who I am. But the ones that are annoying me are the ones who are pretending, and there's a lot of these, they're pretending like uh, they're looking for the one. And they'll be really sweet and really lovely. And then you meet them. And then you realize, no, they're just looking for hookups. But they've made their profile look better. Or they've made their messages out to be yeah. be nicer and kinder and sweeter and more, com- not compassionate, but like <laughs> empathetic sort of human being that's why i mean like the messages like you can't get across who they actually are until you meet them no god no right um like you could be really good at pretending i mean (laughs) i just also yeah i never kind of understood the casual stuff i don't get it you know i'm trying to get it but i will never get it for myself i have a couple of guy friends actually just guy friends who are only wanting casual they've explained it to me i semi-understand it i (laughs) seem to find a lot of uh women who are like totally up for it so cool like have have a really good time i really want a boyfriend who one day i will be married to and like have the best adventure with anyway i can't find that i I don't know if he exists (laughs) yeah i'm sure he does he's somewhere in the world, <laughs> not necessarily in Sydney. <laughs> no, no, but then just drag his ass to Sydney. Yes, not necessarily Sydney. I shall go travelling this year, and let's see. <laughs> yeah, just 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 find out. Fall in love. You know, don't you know? Who no, knows? I, I am. Uh, I'm currently at the stage of. Um, I think I need to delete this dating these dating profiles because it's messing with my head too much. Oh, can I'm I? I'm at say- that stage. Do it. Do it. Okay. I enjoy, I'm condo- okay. <laughs> I'm endorsing this like a okay, hundred. Because it really like messes with your self-esteem. God, yeah. Right? It's there's so many. Oh, there's so many games. I don't care for games. I don't like board games. I don't like video games. And I certainly don't like the dating life games. Like just go be yourself. <laughs> no one does that. <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's much easier to play the, the simple cards and be mysterious. I am losing all the games. <laughs> oh man i just this is this is i i kind of like hit gold when when i met emily and i was like i don't even know how i agree she is lovely she is very lovely she is a she is a gem and every time she i know her face the moment she she should be like don't talk about me no don't talk (laughs) she's so shy but um no i say anything lovely about her but yeah she was like 
you know, completely I've dated people who are the complete opposite, like yeah. who I thought were really genuine at the beginning and then weren't who they were. It's just like... It's yes, the, I know those people too. <laughs> yeah, it's like the roll of the dice. Like, Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, yes, I'm definitely a bit sad about the whole dating situation right now. So I feel like... Uh, I mean, I don't have much time anyway. We've discussed it. Yeah, yeah. Busy. Um, I've just made myself extra busy by taking on lots of dance classes. So, oh yeah <laughs> right like like lots of dance i just i love it so much so um what I kind had, of dance oh i'm uh so i'm now learning salsa and bachata holy um, crap yeah and i want to get back to ballet which i love as well so i might also i'm wow. looking for a class that fits my bizarre schedule <laughs> this is amazing i know so i don't really have time anyway for these stupid boys um, <laughs> <laughs> so which is why i thought i literally thought this morning after a rather terrible experiences the past few weeks like you know what i think i'm done <laughs> i have too many good things going on anyway it's very hard to find a good amount of time for somebody so i should allow that person to just walk into my life when the time is right this is my current like process in my mind as of this week this might so, change by the time this episode comes absolutely, out absolutely because do we have three months to wait we do who knows what's gonna happen i might have deleted the account three times by then and then re-added it and <laughs> knowing <laughs> knowing my curiosity i'll probably ask you later and please like, please do please ask yeah uh, <laughs> i have done this before we well, you know i think i've been really uh lucky in the past with yeah. like relationships well, obviously not super lucky because we're no longer together but um <laughs> i've never had to go and do the the dating thing before i've met someone and there's been an amazing connection and it's developed and then it's been like some kind of wonderful long-term relationship that then didn't work out for whatever reason and i have like nothing bad to say about any of my exes because you know just it just didn't work out yeah um and this is the first time where i'm like okay i am ready i do not know how to meet people in real life because i am mostly surrounded by women and gay guys uh within my creative life so how shall I meet said men? I will try the dating apps. Uh, very bad experiences. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I know some people. <laughs> Just look, if you, I, I if you, someone like not that creative i've made my decision they, oh good they, luck though right, but they have to be semi-creative so that they understand me but then i feel like they need to balance me out with like uh smartness and stuff and stability so basically <laughs> if you have any like uh good sort of like social skills and a good creative Must streak good too. social skills good social skills creative um, but also understands sort of a good life work balance that you can kind of understand that Amy's yes, cra like, like crazy maybe schedule. like you work for yourself <laughs> and, you know, you're like super successful. Or may I seem to um, be attracting a lot of engineers <laughs> online. I'm like, you know what, that kind of works for me because they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're really smart in a way that I'm not. So I Hang on, hang on, hang no, on, backtrack. I can't do the maths to be an No, but that doesn't mean you're not smart. Oh, I'm very smart in a completely different way. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've been, I've, I've noticed a pattern. Like there's a lot of engineers. There's a lot of people that seem to work in like finance. Um, people like with like real, like real jobs, real jobs. And like that side of the brain that I can't quite tap into. Yeah. Uh, which side is that? The left side. So the left side. 
people like they're they're the ones that yeah. seem to be attracting and then we're more right side people yeah we are because we're creatives um so the creatives actually don't even seem bothered in with me anyway and I'm, it... I'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the creative yeah so i think i need to find someone with like half left brain half right brain. yeah just find that in between because <laughs> i think i'm kind of a bit half and half but um more right brained <laughs> so i need someone to like balance me out and like you know do some maths for me when i'm unable to do it myself fix those things i break stuff like that <laughs> i'm like emmy can see but i'm just rolling my eyes you are rolling your eyes <laughs> very genuine but just like it's <laughs> <laughs> like i see uh, um but I think that's a perfect place to wrap us up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just learned so much about you and I'm loving every second. I'm sure I'll learn way more about you off mic. Um, but no, thank you for thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Emmy, where can people stalk you on the internet? Where can they find you? Oh, golly, there's so many places. Where's the easiest place? Okay, the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Emmy Lou Creative. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you stalk me. I stalk you. Yes. I stalk you on two. I think it's. I have three. Get, okay. Yeah, up your game. Get, get. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on my Emmy, it's E M Y L O U Creative. On Emmy Lou Creative, that's basically it's my personal one, except it's open to the world. That's where you see my life happening. Uh, and then I've got a link on that that takes you through to my photography Instagram and website. Yeah. And it takes you through to my brand new one which i started recently which is all about like health and working around autoimmune diseases so that's why i have three oh <laughs> yeah but my main my main one that i've had since instagram started um that's that's who i am and that's where you can get the links for the other ones <laughs> gone stalker it's, it's worthwhile i lo- i love stalking now you. i need to keep uploading because you've you've uh, totally Reminded me that I have moments when I stop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just opened a can of worms mm, and um, mm. revealed a lot to you. I think, yeah. I have been quite good as of late with my uploads. Not They've not been over the top, but they have been fairly yeah. consistent. That's good. Although it's been a month since my last one. <laughs> Actually, I realized that yesterday. Like, oh, so unlike me. It's normally a bi-weekly situation. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well go and stalk emmy um go and stalk all her instagram and social sites uh, <laughs> just type her into google quite uh, easy to find yes <laughs> um and if you want to go and check out more apple if you want to go and check out more episodes of the things we do you can check them out on apple and spotify i'll be speaking with another guest next week and i'll speak to you all later goodbye <laughs>